Hubris, Round 2, Group 3. This piece is titled The Dance of the Seasons. Content warnings for this episode are arguing, intense weather, and startling noises. You're just as impatient as me today, aren't you? Bristling and butting against the frost. Soon enough, your sap will start running because my friend is on the way. <laughs> Even the trees can't wait to see him. But at least they will get to spend time with him. Don't go there, look. Bitterness doesn't suit anyone, not even winter. The time we have is enough. Oh! <gasps> Darling! Hiding behind a tree won't delay the inevitable. Ta-da! <laughs> My dear, I would never do such a thing. Oh, of course not. You never hesitate, Thistle. You're more likely to spring into action before thinking. <laughs> Lakosian, please. Not in front of the trees. <laughs> oh, but Thistle, you know you love it. Snowflake, I love everything you do. <laughs> Except leaving. You know it's not my choice. I know. That doesn't mean I don't hate it. Winter must give way to spring. I hate leaving, but if I'm here, then you can't grow and... and the earth will cry out for you. But what does it matter that you aren't with me? The seasons go on, and the world goes bright, uh, but you're gone. Uh, I'm here with you right now. Come here, my prickly daisy. Let us have some tea, hmm? All right, I'll make us some tea. Done yourself, Thistle. <laughs> if this tea set is any indication, the coming spring will be absolutely vibrant. Oh, just wait until you taste the tea. It 
tastes just like the solstice of 1817. <laughs> You know, the solstice before that was one of the loneliest of my life. <laughs> By the end, I'd begun to think you might never return. I never meant to be gone so long. <laughs> but you were! And with you gone, that man's spring could not come. The earth slept fitfully, impatient for your arrival. I was exhausted trying to keep the land calm until you could help it wake safely. I couldn't be what I'm not. I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't bring spring. I, I... But none of that hurt could come close to the pain I felt with your continued absence. <laughs> A volcano erupted. I literally couldn't come. And anyway, didn't we plan to meet in Australia that solstice? What were you doing in Europe in the first place? Oh, I think I'd remember where we planned to meet. Especially since it was autumn in Australia at the time. I cannot bring the warm winds. I cannot make the flowers bloom and I cannot wake the earth. That falls to you. And when you fail to show up, that meant I failed to relieve Connie for... Oh, and believe me, Connie does not like to be kept waiting. <sighs> It just... it felt like you were avoiding me. I still think we were supposed to meet in Australia. And anyway, it wasn't as bad as the time you gave me that poem about summer. I, uh, I did not. It was a simple uh, misunderstanding. The poem... Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? How was I supposed to take that? I was convinced you were having a fling with aubergine. When they showed up to usher in summer, we had a long conversation. Oh, it was supposed to be flattering. The next line is, thou art more lovely and more temperate for solstice sake. <sighs> but I still say Bill went rogue. Poets could be such prima donnas when it comes to artistic license. Never heard of a poet named Bill anyway. That should have been your first sign to hire someone else. Or write your own poetry. Oh, you know I'm a hopeless poet. And anyway, being compared to Summer isn't that bad. They're actually pretty great when you get to know them. Maybe a little too hot, but... Uh, uh, I mean, I, I didn't mean... Uh, Thistle, you are the only one I care about. These moments with you are what I live for. I dream of your face as I sculpt glaciers and set the snowflakes dancing. I, I, I just don't think I can do this anymore. It's too painful. We're always apart. These moments with you are so fleeting. Uh, but I can't stop loving you! I have tried, oh how I have tried, but I can't deny my feelings. 
I tried pushing you to the side, focusing on my work and talent, but how can I pretend you aren't important to me when everything reminds me of you? <laughs> when you are gone, my heart shatters into shards of ice. And when you're near, I melt into a puddle. But is it enough? How can it be enough when you deserve so much more? You deserve eons, not hours. You deserve someone who can appreciate your talents. Someone who can actually look at your sculptures, your snowscapes, without turning them into mush and mud. Of course you're enough. You are everything. You are the sun that shines down upon my skin, the flowers that survive my cold, the, the, the birds that stay behind to sing me songs of you. <laughs> you are everywhere I look, in everything that I touch. And you are in everything I grow. You're the, the ice glint of the moon, heavy in the sky. The promise of life waiting beneath frozen soil. The frost in the morning and the fog at night. I've tried to lose myself in the frenzy of growing things. The chaos of newly awakening life. But you are always pulling me back. To you. To myself. Thistle. Luke, I could never stop loving you. I didn't know you felt so deeply for me. My beautiful, ridiculous, prickly daisy. My love for you is brighter than the sun, more vast than the oceans, and more stubborn than the wind. <laughs> and you said you were a terrible poet. <laughs> hey, I never said terrible. <laughs> hmm. Dance with me. Before you have to leave? <laughs> Always. <Ooh. laughs> yeah. This episode was written and edited by Ali Hilton and Courtney Floyd. It was directed by Sivan Raz, with dialogue editing by David Alexander Ortiz and sound design by Savannah Webb. Music was by Ali Hilton. Lekajum was voiced by Sivan Raz and Thistle was voiced by Daniel Young. The transcript was made by Courtney Floyd.